Hey, this is Adam Cruz, owner-broker of the Herman London Real Estate Group and host of the St. Louis Realtor Podcast. And this is Shannon St. Pierre, a realtor at Herman London and co-host of the St. Louis Realtor Podcast. Before we begin, we just want to say that we are Realtors, which is different from someone who is simply an agent. The term Realtor identifies a real estate professional who is a member of the National Association of Realtors and subscribes to its strict code of ethics. And even though it's called the St. Louis Realtor Podcast, this show is for everyone who's interested in real estate. Buyers, sellers, Realtors, HGTV watchers, everyone. So if this specific episode isn't exactly what you're looking for, go through our past episodes and I guarantee you'll find a topic that interests you. And if there's a topic you want us to cover, email us at podcast at hermanlondon.com. That's herman, H-E-R-M-A-N-N, london.com. And we'll talk about it on an upcoming episode. Thanks for listening and enjoy. From the rooftop of the Herman London Real Estate Group in beautiful downtown Maplewood, it's the St. Louis Realtor Podcast with Adam Cruz and Shannon St. Pierre. Welcome, welcome everybody to the St. Louis Realtor Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Cruz, here with my co-host, Shannon St. Pierre. Hello. Realtor extraordinaire. Hi, Shannon. Hi, Adam. Um, Hi. We are super excited today. We're still at home doing the COVID thing, but today's podcast is all about the Habitat for Humanity and the, mainly the Habitat for Humanity Restore. And so it's doing a podcast like this that allows us the opportunity to meet amazing people like Harper, who I'll introduce in just a second, if that's okay. Perfect. And we have a fourth person here with us today. His name is Ted Herman. He's a Restore uh, volunteer, if I'm saying that right. It sounds like you've done a lot with Habitat for Humanity, too. But the reason why I asked Ted Herman to be on here today is Ted, uh, other than him being a Restore volunteer, is that Ted is a guy who has had a major impact in me and my life. And uh, I'm, for some reason, I'm like choking up like I'm going to cry or something like that. But uh, <laughs> Ted had, uh, was a guest, were you called a coach for our Odyssey of the Mind team back in fifth grade? That's right. Uh, his son is a friend of mine, and we were on the same Odyssey of the Mind team. And <clears throat> through that, we learned how to be creative, and we had to build projects and use tools and stuff like that. And so um, I think that you, Mr. Herman, had a major impact on me in many ways in my life, but one of which was teaching me that I can, like, get my hands dirty and do creative and interesting things. Um, like when we use the old record players to make them, like, turn and spin things and, and play songs with like weird things you'd find around your house or whatever so <laughs> we did all sorts of interesting stuff together but I wanted you here today Mr. Herman thanks for being here thank you and so Harper um, if you don't mind I, I know that your title is the director of resource development for the restore and habitat for humanity is that correct so I'm the director of development for habitat for humanity and the restore is kind of just our retail operation. So I'm not completely over the restores, but I, I talk for a living and promote habitat for a living. So that's why I'm here today. 
Okay. And is Habitat, um, first of all, we just kind of like to start out with a few questions for Habitat for Humanity. Of and I'm going to act like these are questions for our listeners who don't know. But in this case, I actually, I actually have a lot to learn about Habitat for Humanity. So do you mind just kind of giving us a general overview of what yeah. you do, where you are, what's the mission, all that kind of stuff? Of course. So this is our, our like 10,000 feet looking down on Habitat. So I work for Habitat for Humanity St. Louis. And that's an important distinction because we serve St. Louis City and St. Louis County. We operate kind of like a franchise under Habitat for Humanity International's umbrella. So they kind of set the guidelines and the rules, and then we do the actual work in our communities. And one of the reasons that I really point that out is um, a fundraising reason. (laughs) So um, money does not rain down from our, our Um, international organization, we raise about 97% of the funds that we need to use to do our mission in our community. So if you want to make an investment with Habitat for Humanity St. Louis, you give locally to Habitat for Humanity St. Louis. Um, We have lots of affiliates across the country that do great work in different communities, but we're just St. Louis City and St. Louis County. We have been around for about 34 years in this community, and we celebrated our 400th home marker actually last year which is a really large milestone for Habitat affiliates. And not only to get to 400 homes, but even the the bulk of those homes have actually been built in the last 10 years. So we've grown exponentially um, even in the past 10 years. And um, we build somewhere between 15 and 25 homes every year. That makes us a a big kid in Habitat world. Um, Most Habitat affiliates build somewhere between like one in three homes a year. Um, and are usually run by incredible grassroots um, volunteers while we have paid staff who are able to to work with us every single day. Um, And while that's fantastic, it shows the need in our community. So we get about 5,000 phone calls every year about people calling about access to affordable housing. And we we do a little pre-screen over the phone to talk to our applicants Um, to decide if they're a match for our program. And um, Ted and I were actually talking a little bit about the program um, before we got started. What makes Habitat the most unique are our home buyers, and they are home buyers. So the people in our program qualify for our homes. They go through an application process. It's based on income, it's based on need, and it's based on willingness to partner. Willingness to partner is my favorite part. It means that if you come out and volunteer on a Habitat worksite, you do so along with the home buyer. So they're putting in 350 sweat equity hours to build on their home and the homes of other home buyers. In addition to going to financial literacy classes, home maintenance classes, their kids get access to tutoring. And at the end of the program, they purchase their home. They don't get a home. (laughs) They work really, really hard for an opportunity to purchase a home at an affordable rate. And that's why I love Habitat. I've been with three Habitat affiliates. This is my third one um, for almost 10 years total. Um, I've been able to see it work in big, little, and small markets. Um, The model works because you're doing it alongside home buyers who really just want access to an opportunity. Wow. Okay, That's so amazing. is it all is it all building homes or do you guys do some like sort of remodels and updating of homes? So we do a little bit of both. It kind of depends on what we're able to get access to. So if you think about after um, 2008 when the market crashed, 
there was more housing, already established housing out there. So we were able to do more rehab work in the past like five to 10 years than we normally do. In St. Louis City, we have some decent access to land. So we're able to do um, some mostly new homes at the moment, but we do some rehabs um, depending on, you know, if we're able to get into a certain neighborhood and it, the house can still be affordable, you know, we can't, we can't take on a big McMansion and continue to make it affordable. The utilities aren't affordable, the taxes aren't affordable. So within reason, we can do some of those things. Um, and one of the things that I really love about our construction department is we go above and beyond. So our houses are affordable, but they're also sustainable. So we don't have home buyers going into a brand new house and having the utilities leak out the windows. Um, so we build to very high energy standards. Um, oh, wow. We're actually doing um, net zero, which is above lead platinum oh, yeah. um, right now. So the homes are sustainable. They can stay in them for generations. You know, they don't have to worry about those things that they used to have to worry about in, in terrible rentals. We, we want to make sure that everything is, is sustainable from that point that they're in the home. And so do you do other kind of housing? You said affordable housing. So beyond like rehabbing or building, do you also have an entity that tries to find affordable rentals? And we, we don't. So we are, we are only, um, affordable home ownership. Um, okay. And that, so home ownership that, model. Mm -hmm. yeah? Okay. Yeah. I love that. I didn't realize they had to put in so much time. Oh, yeah. 50 hours. Like I, I knew that they had to do it alongside. I knew yes. that they were purchasing the home. You were not giving them the home. And I so assumed that they were some, <laughs> yeah, there, there were some financial literacy that kind of went all into that as well. But I didn't yeah. realize they had to put in so many hours. That's amazing. Well, we, we want that investment. We want to make sure they're invested in their home. And we also want to take time to transition people from a, a rental attitude to a home ownership attitude. Because, you know, if you don't know how your home works, you know, if your toilet is running and you don't know what to do, you don't have a landlord to call. You, you are responsible. And we want to make sure from day one that responsibility and that preparedness exists for our home buyers. Yeah, I was going to say it must help them gain the not only the knowledge but the um, you know the the encouragement to be able to handle a home on mm -hmm. their own and fix little things like a running toilet or right. uh, you know leaky faucets or the, the random things that happen around the home so I think that that's really awesome I mean I think working on a habitat for humanity home and building it is also a really cool way for just the general population to gain knowledge about home homes and how they're built and how they work. We, we, oh, sorry, Ted, please. There's an interesting commitment that you see when you work with a family that's committed to building a house because what you have is generally a mom, maybe a couple of kids, and then all of a sudden cousins and second cousins and uncles show up to help that family establish that house and when you see them all working together, they force each other to work. They put in more equity, more sweat equity than you would ever expect. And it's really a lot of fun because they get closer as a family. You get closer to them working with them and watching them grow. And, you know, well, while I was working on a house, 
I knew that the persons in that house were going to be totally committed to the house down to the littlest kid who's painting his room white and coming out with speckles. It's just, it's just a delightful thing to see. And um, the people who come to volunteer generally, generally walk away with a very positive attitude about it. That's amazing. Uh, Okay. So Harper, and then, I mean, I think that we could probably do a whole podcast on that. And it's okay (laughs) if we kind of jump back and forth, because I do have a lot of questions about that, but we also want to learn about the restore and when did when and why did Habitat decide to open these restores? And what are they I all love about? the restore. It's, it really is one of my favorite stores, sadly. But, you know, like, never mind a clothing store, but I really love that place. You find Wonder- some serious gems in there. Yes. <laughs> yes. So our restores started not with us, but with another affiliate uh, probably almost 25 years ago. Oh, um, wow. We've had ours in place since 2013, and we now have two locations. But what we started to see as habitats is that neighbors would come up to us as we're building homes and be like, you know, I, I can do the work. I, I, I want to replace my cabinets, or I want to do a little work in my bathrooms, but I can't afford to go to a, a upscale store or purchase those materials at a, a normal price. I wish I could do something. And we had started to hear from people that they had, you know, done a rehab at home and had a perfectly good working toilet or didn't like their countertop color. And we had all these materials and maybe we couldn't put them in a habitat home and they were just going to landfills. And as you start working with habitats, you realize we have a very green mission as well. And it was driving everybody crazy. So wow. Affiliate came up with the idea of like, why don't we have a retail operation? So that's how it started. So the Habitat restores, and it's it's store dependent, but our stores in St. Louis City and St. Louis County, we take new and used building supplies and home goods. So almost anything, and we have, you know, we have some standards, but things that go into your house, things that are used for construction, um, new and used supplies go to our stores. You can buy them as the general public. You can donate to them as the general public. We also do deconstruction. So if somebody, you know, is tearing an entire house out and wants Habitat to have the materials, we'll come in and take it out. Um, Whoa, really? Oh, we will. (laughs) It has to be worth our time. So like, if you're just coming in to have us grab a toilet, we're not going to do that. But um, But I know a lot of rehabbers go in and pull out an entire kitchen Yep. Just because the cabinets just don't work for the, the rehabs, but they're right. pulling out an entire kitchen and you're like, oh, this is horrible. We will come and take it. So we have awesome. uh, an entire volunteer crew that just does that for us. Wow. Um, we'll come in and do that. And so we've, we've saved about 60,000 tons of materials from landfills. Um, Adam, I saw you like that number. Your, your eyebrows went really high. Um, 60,000 tons out of the landfills. And that goes back to people's homes. People are able to make small repairs and do rehabs in their homes. You know, they might not be able to purchase those materials or outright. And, and we have a lot of people who have rental, you know, rentals. And if you live in South City and you have that gorgeous pink tile and you can't find that stuff anymore, you might be able to find it at one of our habitat restores. My and that's why is- I like it. It's like you can find the materials. I live in the city, so one of the, yeah. my favorite things is anytime I've needed an odd size door. I know it's <laughs> odd size for today's standards, but yes. it's not odd size for older doors. Right. I go through and just pick through, and often find a door at the restore. That's 
and they're solid wood. I mean, they're amazing. And they're yeah. what you buy then at the big, big box stores. Right. I worked at Restore in West County and visited the Restore on, on uh, Grand. But I originally started with the Restore on Forest Park Boulevard. Okay. When That's what I went the to building, all the time from the beginning time it opened. They got the building. It was horrible. It was a mess. <laughs> And they took all the volunteers who were working houses and said, hey, we need to get after this here. Now, we, uh, oh, I had never seen so much dirt in a ventilation system in my life as what we saw when we started taking that building apart. But we got it all broken down. and got all the stuff straightened out. And the construction guys, the guys who know what stuff is all about, organized the building. Okay, since then... Restore has moved to Grand, yeah, and a new restore. And, and, yeah, that's that's the center now. Um, and the new location out behind Sam's in West County at Manchester and Two Seventy. That's the place where I did some work, and I will tell you the people who bring things. Generally, well, West County first of all is fairly wealthy. And because of that, people rehab their kitchen, for example, by pulling out everything, throwing it in the truck, and getting ready to get rid of it. When I joined the service at the Restore, the guy who was giving me my indoctrination, by the way, they said, what do you know about Habitat? And I started talking about the years. I had. I have a Habitat work shirt on. <laughs> uh, nice. So it's a Wednesday crew shirt. Oh, I did okay. Wednesday crew stuff. Serious. Okay, so the guy says to me, we do three things. I said, what are they? He said, we keep stuff out of landfills. Number two, we make stuff less expensive for people who want to do the work on their house. That's mm -hmm. two. And number three is a lot of the money that we bring in goes to support the administration of Habitat. And those three things alone sell me because I firmly <laughs> believe in Habitat and its function. So working there... We would have guys in pickup trucks or, or two guys in pickup trucks <laughs> who had just emptied their kitchen of all the cabinetry, brought it to us, and we'd have four or five guys unload it, and we could set up in, well, I can tell you right now, if you went to the West, West County store, you could walk in there and get a full kitchen's worth of cabinetry. Yeah, and I you did. Could get the sink. And you <laughs> could get the plumbing, and you could get the ceiling fans, and you could get the rugs, and you could... It, it just doesn't stop. There are so many good things there. And the old tile that came out of somebody's house in the city. Mm -hmm. too. So Absolutely. all of that stuff is there. And one of the fun things about me being there is I knew where all that stuff went. Right. So somebody somebody be walking through the store looking at things. I had one lady pick up something that goes, that was the controller for a ceiling fan. And she's looking at it. And I said, do you understand what you're looking at? She said, no. I said, well, this has to go there. You have somebody who can do this. She said, you want to come over? And yes. I said, no, I'm not going to come over. I I'm married. Happily <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> anyway, married. Anyway, there are so many things that the public does not know are available at the ReStore. It's almost scary. I yeah. think that that's really interesting, too, because you talk about West County versus the city. I mean, I always go to the city because I live in the city, but um, I never thought about going out to the ReStore. Do you have totally different merchandise at each store? Some's you know different. 
Some is different, some is the same. I have rehabbed houses from 1922. And when you rehab houses from 1922, you're not going to find stuff in West County that you're going to find in the city that can replace stuff you need. So it depends on where you're doing and what you're doing. But for the most part, it's, it's pretty updated. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll say that inventory at the resource changes hourly and people laugh when I say that, but I'm not joking. (laughs) We, we might have, yeah, we might have a tractor trailer pull up that we weren't expecting. Um, We've had companies like restoration hardware pull up and say, we changed the packaging on this item. There's nothing wrong with it. We just can't have it on the floor anymore. So we'll have, Brand new hidges and knobs. Can you call and, me when you get that Wait a call minute. Me. When Restoration <laughs> Harbor shows up, I want a text message. I'll Follow be there. Please? Follow us on Facebook. When those oh, things see, happen, there you go. I'm Facebook. doing that right now. I'm doing Good right job, now. Harper. Habitat for Humanity St. Louis Restore um, has its own Facebook page as well as Habitat for Humanity. But I'll tell you, Habitat for Humanity's Restore has way more followers for that very reason. So check that out and we will post as much as we can. We're, we're a little shifted right now because we just reopened after months of shutdown. We, we shut down that second week for COVID. We're just reopening right now. We're a little limited in our time. So we're only Wednesday to Sunday right now, 10 to six, those hours are what they've been. But, um, so Facebook is not being updated as often just because we're kind of just getting back in. Um, but we, you know, we're used to going and doing pickups because you can schedule a pickup with us. If there's something that doesn't, um, fit in your car, we will come and get it. You just have to schedule a pickup with us. So we're behind on pickups. So inventory is a little low. If you have items that you, you know, we've all been home and you get a little anxious and clean out your basement. You've got that (laughs) great stuff that you've been hanging on to. Give us a call at Habitat. You can go through habitatstl.org. You can schedule it there. You can find all of our phone numbers. Um, We want that stuff. And if you can literally put it in your car and bring it to us, not only do you, you know, then you have to go shop at the restore, but you get a donation um, receipt. This can go on your taxes and you can claim that. You're supporting the Habitat mission. Um, And if I can get you in the store, I guarantee you'll leave with something that you may have needed, but you may not have needed. And and that's the joy of shopping in general. So um, they're, they're incredible places. Like we, we have policies in place for, for employees about what we're allowed to go shop and when we're allowed to go shop. Um, But I have, I have quite a few things from the restore when I was just going to talk to somebody and all of a sudden I needed to have something. Um, I'm no longer allowed to bring home furniture because I'm out of space because of the habitat. <laughs> what Let kind me of you. you take at the restore? I mean, we know cabinets, we know like old light yeah. Like, so you, I didn't. I don't know if I knew that you. So you take furniture, but what else? Um, so you can actually see there's a, a nice breakdown on our website. But so appliances, um, kitchen cabinets, countertops, doors, lumber and trim, flooring, bath vanities and fixtures, plumbing supplies, hardware and tools, windows, roofing, HVAC, furniture, lighting and electrical. I mean, I'm most shutters from you guys. Ductwork, plumbing, mm-hmm. ductwork and plumbing. Don't forget those. And, yeah. and we won't always have certain things in stock because, you know, it, it is donation based. So if it's not coming in, you know, we're not going to have uh, lawn furniture and most likely in the winter, but 
that could be because a company wipes out a warehouse and brings it in. So I could be completely wrong. Um, but it changes all the time. You really just have to kind of go in and shop and, and talk to people. You can also call our lines, um, and say, Hey, do you have any doors? You know, I'm looking for this and they can give you a pretty, pretty, pretty good idea. I'm sorry. That's funny. Do you have any doors? Yes. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. I just have um, to say that that's awesome that you guys are that organized because there's, there's like stores that I've been to before where I'm like, do you guys have any, you know, blue okay. sheets? And they're like, I don't know, go look. But if you, <laughs> well, if I walk in a restore and Ted's there, he's going to be like, let me take you right to it. Well, because most of the time our employees are the ones who are organizing and putting it out on the shelves. So they right. can usually give you a pretty good idea. I mean, I, I can't say for certain they've got, you know, four inch screws or whatever, but like we can tell you where to go and, and general, general ideas. There's some non-standard stuff that also appears at the restore that I had not anticipated until it showed up. For example, you know that there are uh, lumber companies that cut mm -hmm. wood and they cut the edges off the wood so they can make the boards. But the edges off the wood are actually quite beautiful if you treat them properly. You may have seen this on a, on a um, rehab show on TV yeah. where somebody will buy the cut edge of a, uh, a piece of lumber, okay, mm -hmm. a, a tree. If you take that and you build it into the mantelpiece on your fireplace, you've got the most unique, never repeatable piece of wood that the whole <laughs> world will look at and say, wow, that is something else. And, and, it's, and it's like that in many different ways. You can, you, can, you can go crazy with tile. You can go crazy. Yeah. They have more electrical fixtures than anybody in the world needs. Yeah. But you will find the one that will work and you'll find the fan or the blades. When we mm -hmm. get fans in, we sometimes take the blades off, get rid of the motor because it's an old motor, but the blades are great. So mm -hmm. you don't get rid of those. And yeah. for the most part, that happens with a lot of things. There are a lot of electronic stuff that has to go, you know, nice donation. Sorry, we can't put it to use. It's 1972 computer. What are you kidding? Not going to yeah. happen. So, there are guys there who are able to discern that which is valuable, that which is not. And those who are able to say that is a good piece of tile, that is a lousy mm -hmm. piece of tile, get rid of that. You don't want that. Yeah. And there are companies that will make available things like the adhesive for the tiles. And mm -hmm. you'll walk in and you'll see a pallet full of adhesive. And, you go, and if you did the same thing at one of the hardware stores, you would take a financial beating as opposed to what the, what the restore does. And I'm not putting those other ones down. They're fine. Nope. But I go to the restore first. All we, we all have a place to exist, for sure. I was going to ask that. Do you go to, should we pretty much always go to the restore first? Or should I, does it kind of depend on what I need? Well, here's Depends my habit. You is yes, you go to the restores first, always. <laughs> but um, it, it does depend on what you need. And what I would say is go to the resource and, and walk around and just kind of get a feel for what's really there. Um, and that can give you a, you know, a good answer to that. Um, and there are some things that we can't like keep, um, as soon as they hit the floor, they're sold like, uh, roofing tiles. Those go like crazy, um, uh, window blinds. Anytime people donate those, cause you usually need like 
one blind to replace. You can't buy one blind. So those things right. sell. But you'll, you, as you go in and shop, you get a feel for what's there and what's not, um, what's there on the weekends, what's there during you know, the weekdays. Um, I would just encourage people to go in and look around and, and see what, what we have that would meet your needs. So that's a good time to ask, where do we go to find out the addresses? Is that, what's your website? Yeah. Something like that. So you can go to habitatstl.org and we have a little like restore button and it tells you our hours. It tells you what we accept and what we don't accept. It has the pickup information. You can actually schedule a pickup online um, with us. Have a little patience with that right now. We're a little uh, behind but that has the store addresses. It also has the store phone numbers, so you can call them directly. Um, but you can get all that information at habitatstl.org. Love it. Yeah. So has there been any, like, weird stories where someone, like, <laughs> donates something Wonder. and then they come back and they're like, I forgot I had an envelope of money in that or, you know, yes. like. Can you yes. share some sort of fun story like that? Um, I know we've had that happen. Um, somebody donated a couch and grandma had put money in the couch. Uh, <laughs> we were able to get them their couch back. Um, you know, they're just always, I live in the city too. My house is 108 years old. So if something breaks, usually it has to be custom made if you can't find a replacement. And um, we worked with Washington University um, they tore down a building recently to build a new building and we went in and, and pulled out these gorgeous built in bookcases oh, and yeah. they're as heavy as they can possibly be. But I was able to have one of those in my home. I, I mean, you can't, you can't, I first off can't build one of those. They don't make craftsmanship like that anymore in stores. Like you would have to go to an individual to have that made. Um, and these are the kinds of things that we have. Um, sometimes you will get, you know, weird things. Like I talked about restoration hardware changes their packaging. So they send us a bunch of things or what we'll hear from is like realtors or people who own title agencies, like they'll store stuff in a warehouse and you know, new management takes over and they're like, I have all of this home staging stuff. Do you guys want it? Yes. Is the answer. Like I'm just stunned on a daily basis. First off with the generosity of St. Louis, but just that people don't want these things to go to landfills. If you make just a little bit of an effort to bring it to a Habitat for Humanity Restore, it can, it can find a new home with someone who's going to love it. And it doesn't have to be trashed when there's nothing wrong with it. And I just, I love seeing those things, seeing hundred year old mantles, you know, go to a new house. Um, there's just some really cool things that you can find there. Additionally, the lumber from the past is way better than today's yeah. lumber. It <laughs> it's is actually way two better. by four, right? Yeah, it yeah. has actual yeah. real two by fours. Right. Yeah, it's, so it's, I mean, yeah, it's interesting. Um, so, so are you in all a lot of markets across the United States or are restores just in a select few cities? I will tell you. Um, so like I said, we're lucky enough, I guess, lucky enough to be a big kid yeah. in that world. Even the smallest habitats, most of them have restores because okay. they're donation based. So they're instantly profitable. They can go back to supporting the mission People have stuff like uh, I grew up just south of here in Festus, Missouri, and they have a very small um, habitat. They they only build about one home a year, but they have a habitat restore. Okay, 
Is that tax deductible to, to drop something off to you? Absolutely. We will give you um, a donation form. You have to assess the value yourself, but we'll itemize what it is. Um, so yeah, you can claim it on your taxes. That's awesome. Even better it's, than instead of throwing yes. it away, then I can give it away and save money. It's the biggest win for everybody. Did you mention anything about the building supplies for the outside? For example, bricks and bricks and bricks. Yeah. Do you have a lot of bricks? Uh, yes. You know what? We don't keep a lot of bricks in stock just because it doesn't usually sit for very long. Um, and we're picky about what we will take. Uh, I'll be honest, because broken bricks will sit in a warehouse. So bricks right. intact, like um, bundles of siding. Whew. Um, if we get it, I guarantee within that day it will be sold. Um, but we do have that stuff that comes in. We will also take it if it's in good shape. And we can always help you assess that too over the phone. We have someone who manages those donations and can tell you if you can if we can take it. Like we right. we can't take open paint um, anymore. But if you have a company or you have you know somebody who does that for a living and they have unopened pallets of paint, we could work with them on that. So. You know, if you have a question, just call us. If, if it's not, you know, broken out on our website, just give us a call. Is it first come, first serve? Or like if I wanted, for example, one of those mantles that Ted was talking about, can I put my name on a list or something? It's usually first come, first serve. Like we'll put certain things up on the website um, or on our, I'm sorry, on our Facebook page and we'll communicate with you on those things. But it really is first come, first serve. Um, and we have a little hold section. So if you need to, you know, you come in one day and you, your eyes are bigger than what your car can carry home with you. You could let it hang out for two days and bring a truck back. That happens very often. You come in for window blinds and you leave with an entire set of kitchen cabinets. We will happily hold that for just a little bit. We don't do deliveries, but we can hang on to it for a second. So we just need yeah, to add that to our Saturday routine. Stop for breakfast, go grocery yep. shopping, stop at the restore. Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> From a worker's point of view, having been there on the sales floor or near the sales floor, it's fun to talk to people who are looking for a way to do something that they don't know how to do. Yeah. Generally, the guys who work there have a fairly decent background in what you need or what you don't need, where mm -hmm. you can get it and things like that. So in that regard, the guys who are volunteering there on the floor are pretty knowledgeable and, and have, a, have a pretty good time at it. So let me ask that, Mr. Herman, what is, you know, your motivation for volunteering at the ReStore? What was your motivation for helping with the builds and all that stuff? What's, what's kind of the motivation for a volunteer? <laughs> you seriously want to know what my motivation was? One, my wife said, get out of the house. <laughs> Two, I firmly believe that everybody ought to have a shot at reasonably decent housing. And that's Habitat's commitment. Love it. Three, if you know what you're doing and you don't take advantage of that and share it with somebody, you ought to be shot. I, I was a teacher my whole life. I'm a giver. I don't know. I don't know what else yeah. to say. Well, I was, I was just thinking, you know, I, when I used to go to the gym, it's been quite some time, but I would go to the gym all the time and all these people are just like lifting weights over and over again, you know? And I was, I would always think to myself, what if that was like a bag of dirt that someone needed to get from their truck yeah. to their garden or 
a you know a truckload of two by fours that they needed to get. So like <laughs> this right. this volunteering stuff is kind of like for for you or whoever else. It's like it's mm-hmm. almost like an exercise too, right? You're helping your you're like you're basically working out while you're volunteering and doing all these other amazing things. Unloading cabinets. Unloading cabinets is heavy. Yes. Yeah. Unloading I think that qualifies as uh, weightlifting. Yes. 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 It does. I, I, I would also offer up shoveling, shoveling rock out of a basement. Oh. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So the people who are going to the gym every day, they could, in theory, be <laughs> sometimes going and volunteering to, to help someone, whether it's through Habitat or not. Hopefully it yeah. is. But help yeah. them with projects that they need and they'll and they'll get that exercise the same way absolutely you can come out on habitat for humanity work sites you can also volunteer in our restores um we teach on site so nobody needs to come with any skill set and if you come with a skill set we would be happy to reteach you the habitat way um and you will probably wake up sore the next day so um we can provide all of that and you can find more information about that on habitatstl.org as well Cool. And yeah, Harper, I think that there's, there's a lot of companies that like to do that kind of thing as sort of like a corporate event, right? They do. Instead of going and driving go-karts or whatever, (laughs) let's go build a house. Yes. And can you tell us a little bit about how that works? Yes. So we do team building. um, uh, Team building. That's what I Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot of fun. That's actually something that I manage and we essentially, we pair philanthropic giving. So there's a donation um, with volunteer benefits. So it's based on your group size and I can walk you through all of that. And all of that allows us to keep our mortgages affordable because it costs X to build um, and our homeowners can only afford Y. So we have to make up that difference with donations. But sure. we, we craft experiences for businesses, large and small, individuals. If you want to be out with Habitat, I will find a way to make that happen. Um, we're currently looking at what that looks like post COVID. So we're still kind of putting all of that in place. Um, but don't hesitate to reach out to me. Um, I'm Harper at habitatstl.org. I'm also on the website, but if you want to be active with us in any way, shape or form, if you don't physically want to go out there, but you want to figure out a way to do something with us, I will find a place for you. Well, it's just going to be people bringing their own masks. You know, they should be wearing those anyway, probably. Yeah, we're going to be doing that as well as um, some social distancing, some extra levels of disinfectant. Um, But for the most part, honestly, through our safety procedures, because we like to keep groups small on a work site because it doesn't make sense to have 25 people building in one bathroom. um, We're kind of already set up to do this. We're just uh, we're just adjusting a little bit right now. So does does uh, Habitat have like competitors? You guys have competitors? Um, I mean, you probably don't I, think of them as competitors, but no, I, I mean, we get 5,000 phone calls every year. Um, I would love to say we're putting ourselves out of business, but we're not, we're not quite there yet. So there are other organizations that do home ownership. We're probably the, probably the largest home builder of affordable housing, home ownership. Um, there are other organizations that do rental, do rental assistance, um, serve, individuals who are primarily homeless most of our home buyers are just in situations that are not sustainable for them it's either unsafe or they're paying way too much um, in in rent or overcrowding or things like that um, so there are other organizations in the area that definitely do similar work but I think we're the only we're probably one of the largest affordable home ownership programs 
And as far as I know, you're the only kind of like restore type of thing. Sure. Uh, yeah, there are some other smaller um, organizations out there that do that, but most of them are not connected to mission in the same way that we are. So they might be a nonprofit um, ministry who are who are doing that to support some other things. But um, we are probably the largest in the area on that one as well. Uh, and like Goodwill, Goodwill is technically a nonprofit organization, so they're they're doing their services uh, by supported through the their retail operations as well would it be okay if i called the restore sort of like the goodwill of like housing related things i mean maybe not uh, officially but it's kind <laughs> of the same sort of concept right like it's it, yeah it's it's a, it's a nonprofit organization with a retail supporter so yeah well just like someone might want to go stroll around goodwill and see if there's any fun clothes they could stroll around a restore and Absolutely. Some new we we, we do use those box stores names. We we say Lowe's and Home Depot. They're supporters of Habitat. So if, if you you know can't afford Lowe's or Home Depot, um, or need to shop a little bit more vintage, um, like Shannon and I need to do, um, you can find that in the Habitat resource. Well, I'm assuming that places like that probably make donations to you guys also. You know, right? Restoration hardware is not the only ones that have new in the box stuff that they need to get rid yeah. of for whatever, some random reasons, I'm assuming. Um, they, both Lowe's and Home Depot have, um, how do I say this, um, procedures in place for how they dispose of their product. Um, and as far as I know, those are not affiliated with Habitats right now. Well, um, they should be. Well, do all the yelling you need to do. Um, but they they have some other causes that they support. Um, Veterans Affairs, especially. I'm thinking about Home Depot. Um, but I think they, I'm not exactly how sure how those um, pieces of merchandise get disposed of. But yeah, donate to Habitat. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. I just want to sit here and ask you guys and for like just super interesting stories that you've come across, but you know, I don't I mean, know if that... my best stories are, are Habitat family stories. They're, they're families, they're, they're parents who are working parents. They work two jobs at minimum wage. And at that rate, they cannot afford most often a traditional bank loan. But they can come to Habitat. If they need to clean up their credit, they can clean up their credit. And they can find a home for their family their family can then call that home for generations. And that's what we've started to see is generations will grow up in these homes. They're, they're used to having holidays at grandma's house because she has a home and they have a place to call, you know, center and the heart of the family. And I, it, it makes it worth it every single day to see them working on their homes and have a safe place to call home. Here's another consideration. One of the ways that Habitat has been developing in St. Louis is to do a whole neighborhood. And when you do a whole neighborhood, you get a whole lot of people doing a whole lot of work. You keep your equipment all close together and a bunch of volunteers find out that there are other volunteers doing the same kind of thing. And ultimately, you get a neighborhood that is built by Habitat for Humanity and they all support each other and it develops into a very nice neighborhood. Do you have That's any neighborhoods that you've done here? Um, yeah, so Vanderloo is one. St. Okay. Louis, uh, Louis Avenue is one. They're, they're just mm -hmm. little, little pockets of well-developed, nice little housing 
and all the people involved know the other people involved are doing the same kind of thing. So they're all committed pretty much to the same style of developing the neighborhood and they become supportive. And, and, and that's an excellent point, Ted. And, and we do have little pocket neighborhoods like that. Um, it's actually a model that we've moved a little bit away from in the past 10 years. Um, and one of the reasons for that is we realized we were asking our home buyers to make the largest financial decision of their lives and we were telling them where to do it. So yeah. we, we've, shifted, we've shifted a little bit from that. Um, that's not to say we don't have little pocket habitat neighborhoods, but um, we want our families to not have to move into a neighborhood that's not, that's completely alien to them. And it also doesn't make sense to move people away from their support resources. So, True. you know, if grandma was down the street, you know, we want to keep them close so kids don't have to move schools. You have to worry about transportation and things like that. So they have some choice in where they're living. You know, they're not waiting for downtown Clayton, but if they want to live in St. Louis County versus St. Louis city, they might wait a little bit longer for a development that's going up. And how long is your waiting list? So that kind of is a tricky question. (laughs) Um, We, we have about, I would say, 150 to 200 families that we're actively working with and we we separate them into tiers so a tier one family is like ready to go their their credit's good they have a excellent work history they they've probably been at their job for a little while you know they they could move into a house in six months if they they could um tier two they might have some things on their credit history that they need to work on or maybe they have a new employer or you know maybe they have a rental situation that's that they know is going to be good for a year but after that they have no idea um and then tier three is that they're maybe a year to two years out so we will work with them or connect them with financial literacy courses um, to clean up credit, to maybe build credit. Cause a lot of people come in and don't have any credit and mm-hmm. we do, we do work with banks and they have to be willing to do some, some lending. You know, we do a lot of, a lot of the work on the applications, but um, so 150 to 200, sometimes it, it escalates a little bit higher to 300. It really just depends on where we are in the year. Um, and the builds, if, if builds have encountered some red tape, cause you know, it's construction and yes, it I know. <laughs> or, you know, we have a global pandemic <laughs> and things slow down a little oh, bit more than God. like to, when you realize. Let's not do that. Let's not have one of those. Yeah. Can we not do that anymore? We checked that one off the list. Um, but we're constantly, constantly in need of families and constantly working families through the program. Amazing. And so how old do you have to be to volunteer to work on a house? So you have to be um, 16 to come to site, 18 to handle power tools. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Okay. <laughs> um, and everybody signs a waiver. If you're an individual, we ask that you go to a volunteer orientation. Um, we don't have any of those scheduled right now. Those are coming. Um, but if you're a corporate group, we, we do your training in your like orientation on site, or I can even do it in your office place. Nice. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm going to kind of wrap it up here. We've had you for almost an hour, but I'd like to give, you know, either of you the opportunity to say anything or make any certain points that you want. You know, you told us how to follow you on social media and how to get a hold of you on the website. Anything that you want to make sure that you say? Um, I always say, remember, if you want to support Habitat for Humanity St. Louis, go to habitatforhumanitystl.org. Um, we, we love our parent company, but we're doing the work here in our community. And if it 
you mail a check to international and it won't come to us. <laughs> you want to so, make sure the money stays here, then go to, yeah, is it Habitat it, for Humanity STL or just Habitat STL? Habitat STL. If you would Google Habitat for Humanity St. Louis or Habitat SDL, it'll get you to us. We always say if you want to build local, invest locally. Um, and that's the same thing with the ReStore. You know, we, right. they're open to the public. We'd love your donation. We'd love for you to shop. Um, if you believe in our mission, support us however you can. Yep. I just noticed you have a trivia night. I want to make sure I go to that. I love getting tables and going to trivia yes. nights. Is there a <laughs> auction there too? Night. Um, so that's actually being moved. <laughs> yeah. Because um, it's being moved to fall. It's being moved to the fall. That was, um, so that first week when everything shut down, it was that Friday. <laughs> so, um, that's shifting until September. We have, I think we've had ours now for 25 years. It's a very long standing trivia night. Um, and we would love to have you. We, we usually sell out at somewhere around 45 tables. Wow. Yeah. Ted, maybe we'd have the honor of having you at our table because I think you probably know all the answers for there trivia stuff. <laughs> and I promise it's not just habitat specific, but we like to throw that in there too. I'm sure there's a round or two that would be helpful to know the history yeah. of habitat. Cool. All right. Anything you want to say, Mr. Herman? Yeah, I would say if there is someone out there with a remote question about whether or not it's worthy, it is the most worthy organization I know of. That's the reason I do it. I don't do, well, I'll do a little salvation over here. I'll do a little Red Cross, <laughs> but Habitat, Habitat requires the commitment of the client. And I therein lies the, it's not a giveaway. It's an earn up. Yeah. It's amazing. It makes it tell it. That was perfect. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm honestly embarrassed that we haven't been involved really at all, other than doing some shopping at the ReStore in the past. Our company hasn't done anything with Habitat, and I want to change that for sure. I can so fix I appreciate that. It. Cool. Yeah. Cool. All I have to do is email harper at habitatstl.org, right? Comes right to me. I can't wait. Cool. Okay. Uh, Shannon, anything final you want to say? No, this was awesome. Thank you guys so much for your time. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Great organization, and Thanks. the store is awesome. Thank you, you very much, and we'll see you at the ReStore in the future. Yes, Sounds good. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thank you.